Hey, 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 it's B-Rad Celebrity Hairstylist here, your host of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. Today we have a special guest and we're going to get back to our roots. And this subject that our guest is going to talk about is something that some, if not all people, have to deal with. So I want to say welcome, Brian, to the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. So we want to dive in. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background? Sure. I mean, you know... um, so my background, I've been studying hair growth for about 30 years, and that came out of necessity for myself. Um, my vanity, my career, uh, I was a child actor, so hair loss affected me at a young age. I was around 19 mm-hmm. years old. And you know, the way hair frames you has everything to do with how you sometimes look on camera. So uh, for me in the 90s, in the early 90s, looking for answers the best that I could limited resources, um, led me to where I am today, you know, years of consulting years of now getting into formulating and design and all of those things to make hair grow better. And in some cases regrow hair, but it's been, it's been a pretty fascinating journey. Yeah, I know with, with hair loss. And it's funny, yeah, because I also started in theater as well. So I, yeah. I've been acting since I was four years old, did film, television, video. But that's where you kind of notice a lot of that stuff. And vanity or not, that's one of those professions. And especially now with 4K mm-hmm. cameras, you can see every pore on the skin. You can see the hairline. You can oh, see the, you know, that sort of thing. But one thing is hair loss, I don't think a lot of people think about until it's almost too late. Would you agree? Yeah. I think what's really interesting about hair loss, and I think it comes from the fact that for most of history, there's been nothing you could do, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's something culturally we've ignored because we didn't think there were many answers waiting for us, Um, which really differentiates itself from skincare, where I think people have a good education, a good understanding at a young age, that skincare absolutely works and that the way our skin ages is dependent on not only our lifestyle, but on the products that we use. Mm. So if I'm doing a lecture and I'm talking to young women, skincare is part of their life. It's, it's part of what they do. If I was to bring up products to keep you from losing hair, at that age, they look at me like I'm crazy. Now, the one thing that I do do is I try to back up from that. And I try to inform and educate because I think that's what we're missing in the industry Mm. uh, is what are the expectations for hair? Because I think we have false expectations for hair. If you start with a false expectation, you're not going to be doing the things you probably should be doing. So I, I ask women if they know what age a woman has her best hair. Generally speaking, if it's a young woman, she'll go, oh, probably 30. And I'm like, well, no, it's 19. On genetic average, 19 is when you're growing your best hair. And they go, what? I'm like, yeah. I mean, (laughs) and and if they're right around that age, I'm like, yeah, this is the best it's ever going to be. Enjoy it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the next question I ask is in your lifetime, would you rather get wrinkles or lose hair? Mm -hmm. Now, there is always one woman with the most gorgeous hair you've ever seen. And she'll say, oh, I would rather lose hair because deep down, she doesn't believe she's ever going to lose hair. So it's a safe answer for her, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yes. But the majority of women, 99% of the time will say, oh, I would much rather get wrinkles and lose hair. Mm-hmm. So the follow-up question to that, and this is just common sense beauty stuff. Okay, how many of you use skincare? And they all raise their hand. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? The thing that if they're being honest, they're less concerned about is the thing they're investing in, the thing they're taking care of. And that's only because that's what they've been educated in. That's what mm-hmm. they know can be done. Yes. So we're kind of entering into a new world of hair care where if we can get a hold of women at a young age, not only can they prevent the breakdown of their hair, but the exciting thing is you can increase the quality of your hair then. Exactly. So it's, it's changing the kind of how we look at products. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they're, they're taught more, I think more from a younger age, you're taught more to take care of your skin than yep. you are of your hair. Okay, you're a teen, you're going to get acne. So you're going to get let's put you on, uh, you know, a cleanser, a toner, a scrub, a, a treatment, you're already kind of getting primed to understand that exactly. Exactly. But nobody in the salon when you and a lot of times because we do the full lifestyle full life cycle of our clients. We take our clients when we first start, then that client has kids, they get older, they get, you know, they have kids, they go to college. So we're doing the full spectrum. But ever once have we recommended to say, hey, you know, we should get you on a program, or we should get you on a system, or we should get you, I should recommend these best, you know, things for you to take care of your hair. So later in life, you know, if you want to preserve your skin, this does automatically the same thing for your hair. And obviously it's different for everyone because you can't necessarily grow hair if no hair is there. Correct. Right. And I think that, and, and you know what, you can liken that to someone who has 80 years of sun damage and breakdown of collagen and all of that. There's not a skin program on the planet. That's going to make that person look 20 years old again. Right. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that proper skincare doesn't work. So I think, too, it's also changing what the expectation of hair care should be. That's kind of like where my passion is at right now. Mm -hmm. It's like we have this science. We're sitting on this technology. We know things that absolutely move the hair in the right direction. Why isn't that a normal part of our beauty regimen? Mm -hmm. Why is that in case of emergency break glass? Because what's really fun about the tech that's coming out is the transformations you can do on great hair. Clearly, someone who grows great hair is going to respond to ingredients that stimulate hair. Why? Mm. Because they're genetically primed to grow great hair. So all of those extra ingredients are only kind of turbocharging that response. That means better length, better strength. And another thing, when you look at the industry right now, you see how many products that are coming out for repair, Mm. right? Everybody's got damaged hair. And and I always want to be fair. I mean, color is safer than it's ever been. Mm Color is great, right? That's not causing damage. I mean, really what's happening is as our hair kind of breaks down in quality, we become more prime for damage, right? So for every single person using a reparative product, for every single person who I always say, the first thing you notice with hair is you don't notice it in the mirror. Mm -hmm. You notice it in your arm. 
And what I mean by that is the weight differential of your brush, right? You, Mm -hmm. you know, the weight of your own hair Mm -hmm. and it's muscle memory and you go, wait a minute, why is it (laughs) something (laughs) feels off, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't want people to go through that in the first place. If at all necessary, you know, if we can Mm -hmm. prevent that, that's part of what I think a good beauty regimen should be. Exactly. But should that be something? Cause I know when I went to, to hair school, I wasn't really taught a lot on hair loss itself. We're taught to say, do the chemical service, do the cutting, do the stuff. But as far as hair loss, they just say, on average, you lose X amount. And then that's basically your hair loss training. There wasn't any in-depth. But do you think that hair loss should be part of the curriculum or it should be something that you specialize in after you graduate? That's a great question. I I think it should now. And and in fairness, um, you know, I think it's only been recently. I mean, science has really started to catch up with this problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in fairness, in lieu of quality information, there wasn't much to teach. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. To be fair. And it's amazing. You know, I've, I've spoken to some of my dermatologist friends, you know, those that are a little older, the amount of time they spent on hair in school was minimal. They're just, Mm -hmm. it's amazing how complex hair growth is and how little for a long time could be done. I think we've moved exponentially beyond that. Mm -hmm. And I think we're playing catch up, but I, I say all the time, we're not just playing catch up in therapies or in our beauty regimen. We're playing catch up in culture. Yes. So it's, it's what I say all the time, the culture of the salon. What is the culture of the salon? Because there was a time when science actually in the area was worse, but people would still start with their stylist before they started with a dermatologist. Mm-hmm. Now yes. it's kind of the opposite. What you have is you have in the salons, you have people going to e-commerce. You have them exploring the internet late at night. You have them go into their dermatologist and the salon has kind of lost its place is kind of the standard bearer for how do I make sure your hair is amazing, continue to be amazing. And if you're having problems with your hair, let's get you back on track because I think it should start in the chair. Yes. I think that that's because I want to also get away from people thinking about this as a disease. Yes. And I want to be clear, disease can absolutely cause hair loss, but for most people being a human being, just being a human Mm -hmm. means you're going to experience some hair loss in your lifetime. And that's a natural phenomenon. That's based on how our genetics want to work. Hair is not precious to the body. No, (laughs) it's precious to our social life, right? Mm -hmm. It's precious to how we see ourselves but it's not precious to our health. And I think that that's, I would really like to see. And something that I work very hard on is reminding people that this is a beauty issue, not specifically a health issue. Exactly. But a lot of people, as I say, we're, we're taught that if you don't have beautiful flowing hair, if you don't have, there's something wrong with you. Right. Right. So the same they don't or it's a matter of aging. So one one thing that you hear a lot of times for men, you know, if men go gray or they start losing their hair, then they're distinguished. If women do the same thing, then they're thought of as less than. Right. Which is but that's a norm of society. It's not reality. 
for most for most people. But as I say, then again, they've never um, they've never experienced where they can embrace that or have products or they run to the drugstore shelf, you know, reparative, whatever. And it coats the top layer of the hair shaft right. and then doesn't really, or I'm going to do my hot oil treatments. I'm going to do my, I mean, whatever they sell in there. I don't go to the drugstore, but <laughs> same, same sort of thing, or yeah. it's got a few organic oils in it or something like that, but it's not really something that's been recommended. And like you said, the salon should be the go-to experts, right? from the beginning absolutely because they're they're taking these people and eventually these younger clients are going to get older and that's what's gonna you know so you're going to take them there and that's gonna they're going to be coming to you saying hey i'm losing hair or if you can prevent it like you said at the peak at 19 which is when most people are going to hairdressing school so they're the perfect candidates when they're training to actually do it so when they're 20 so when they're 30s 40s 50s and they have a great head of hair that client in the chair is going to say, wow, what did you do? You must have good genetics, right? And then right. that's when they can say, well, <laughs> And that's like somebody who works out all the time and, and follows a great diet. You know, it's easy to yes. go, oh, that person's got great genetics. Well, they work for it. And we're getting to a point where you can work for your hair. I, I think, um, you know, I find it interesting that sometimes it's, you know, because I working with celebrity clients, mm-hmm. I find it amazing how open and receptive they are at a young age to this because they're trying to find an advantage. They're trying to push themselves to be the best that they can be. I'm starting to see that transition into salons when people Mm -hmm. properly are educated on what can be done. And then they start to get really excited. You know, um, one analogy I use all the time is it's, can you imagine going to your dentist And when you start to get a cavity, the dentist goes, I think you should start brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. I think we should look into brushing your teeth. That's crazy. You'd be, of course, you're brushing your teeth from day one. You're being proactive with your teeth. Mm -hmm. And so taking that analogy one step further, if you do use a fluoride toothpaste, the purpose for fluoride is to protect your teeth from that decay, right? Yes. Most toothpaste have fluoride in it. Mm -hmm. My argument is, does your shampoo have stimulating properties? Mm. And if not, why not? Mm-hmm. What would be the thing that is holding you back from looking at that technology? Well, number one, you might not know it's available. Mm-hmm. Number two, you've seen p- brands come up with their thinning hairline. Yes, I am not a fan of thinning hairlines. People hear me say that and they go, well, well, of course, that's what you do. And it's not what I do. No, I'm into hair growth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Most thinning hairlines are designed to disguise the issue or it's a poor attempt at dealing with the issue. Mm -hmm. And it's by its very nature building on a negative. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to do that. I know you don't have to do that. And you're... The other argument I have in this category is who needs better ingredients in their shampoo? Because what's very interesting is most thinning hair shampoos are not the best shampoo on the shelf. I I, I hate to call that out. And I'm not saying that all brands are equal, Mm -hmm. but as a rule, historically, thinning hair shampoos have not been the most elegant or amazing shampoo on the shelf. Mm. But my argument has been from day one, who needs better product? 
Is it the person with perfect hair or is it the person with compromised hair? I think the person with compromised hair actually needs the better shampoo, not the inferior shampoo, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's amazing. A hair model. It's amazing what you could get away with on their hair. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) I would, and this, this is going to sound like blasphemy, but you could use dish soap on a hair model's hair. And you know what? They get away with it. Not maybe consistently. They wouldn't want to do that every day, but I think there's something to that where we need to start treating people's hair, regardless of where it is and compromise as I use the term romantic, because I think the salon is a romantic place. Mm -hmm. I think it's a romantic aspirational concept to say, I want my hair to grow like it used to. I want my hair to grow longer. I want my hair to grow faster. I want my hair to grow better. Those are aspirational concepts. Those are not sad concepts. Mm -hmm. And I think that any product that's designed to make someone feel, well, I'll give you an example of that. If you feel like you have to ask this question, you're probably not on an aspirational product. Mm. If you have to ask, how long do I have to use this? Okay. Obviously any great shampoo The first question out of your mouth is not how long do I have to use this? Yes. You're using it because you want to use it. You already believe it's going to make your hair more moisturized, feel better, Mm -hmm. look better, smell better, all of those things. Yes. So you don't ask that question right away. You're going to use it for as long as you want to use it. I think when a client asks me, how long do I have to use this? There's a misunderstanding of what I'm trying to do for them. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to change their beauty regimen to always ensure their hair is growing at its peak capacity. Yes. And I want to offer them products that are going to be as good or better than other shampoos on the market. Because mm-hmm. I'm passionate about that. I Because why would you want to pursue better hair while having worse hair while you're doing it? Exactly. And I don't think that most people know they can pursue better hair because a lot of times the way they've been trained is, does the shampoo smell good and does it foam up? Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, those are the main questions they ask. And so it doesn't matter what it, how it works. And as far as the loss part, I think what they do is they've been conditioned that my hair loss is due because I'm getting older, but they never think, how can I change this paradigm? And, and get into, but then again, they've never been told or educated from a professional either. So a right. lot of times, most, most, you know, salons will say, we're going to have this on sale, you know, give the client this, you know, uh, or it says on the bottle, thickening shampoo, volumizing shampoo, right? You know what I mean? So what is it doing? Just plumping up the hair a little bit, but it's not really, like you said, it's kind of like a bandaid, but it's not, and and as you said before, too, there's so many nor- now restoration, um, anti-aging, um, all these lines that are for, you know, aged hair. <laughs> sort yeah, of, and sort I don't, you know, and, and there's, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a tricky thing because, and I'm sensitive to the fact that, you know, people don't know. And I think that there's, it, it is fun when there's what I call the eureka moment, when they go, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that's great. Yes. I mean- one of those things that brings the Eureka moment with stylus is I talk about extensions a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I find it fascinating. Extensions are 
a people look at that as an aspirational wonder. They'll invest in it. They feel beautiful when they go in to have them done. They feel pampered getting them done. But I ask stylists this question. I say, well, what is it someone's asking for when they get extensions? Well, they're asking for longer, thicker hair. Yes. Exactly. Oh, interesting. Well, mm-hmm. what's going on with that client behind the scenes? What brought them to wanting this? Now, let's be fair. A lot of people just want exceptionally thick and long hair and, and the extensions are going to allow them to do that. But yes. remember, the science will still allow us to take your natural hair and push it further than you're mm-hmm. used to it going. Well, why wouldn't those two things come together in a marriage? So the other thing too, is when people wear extensions, oftentimes they shed around the bond sites because mm-hmm. of the weight of the extensions. Yes. Oftentimes it's not permanent, but it is, you know, I, I say it's, it's not a fun thing to say, but it is a form of traction alopecia. We mm-hmm. want to protect those follicles while you're wearing extensions. Again, a marriage again, right? You're using products that are protecting your natural hair, stimulating your natural hair while you're wearing extensions. And we've seen that understanding go up exponentially over the last couple of years. We have a product for extensions. It's a spray in and around the sites, the bomb mm-hmm. sites works phenomenally, but it's interesting that that's a novel concept. And it was really designed for the stylist because it's always difficult when you take extensions out and you see all that extra hair, mm-hmm. you know, I want to protect them from the client having that experience, you know, and it's not their fault. It's not the extensions fault. It's Mm -hmm. just part of the biology of that weight in your hair. So it's, that's one way of having the discussion where people go, Oh, wow. Because if you think of everyone using extensions as a client who wants to turbocharge their hair, Mm -hmm. now we're getting away from a conversation where it's merely, Oh, are you going bald? Mm -hmm. I mean, because not everybody's going bald, but that doesn't mean people aren't losing hair or they don't have the hair that they like. Right. Um, when I started losing hair at 19, I wasn't going bald, Mm -hmm. at least not right away. I was receding. I was thinning. And, um, another thing for men, another thing that I always talk about too, you know, the line that I've worked on and, and, and helped to create, we really have women in mind. Mm. Not because of the strength of the product, but merely because of the messaging of the product, because of the feel of the product, because of the smell of the product, Mm -hmm. because I find that guys will go along for what works, Mm -hmm. but I want women to feel special, you know, and the line was really built for them. But speaking of guys, because this is important too, I have a lot of stylists who minimize hair loss in men Mm. because they go, "Well, well, he can just shave it. And I say, well, that's fine. Certain guys look great with a shaved head. They do. That's wonderful. I'm not one of those guys. I know, know thyself, right? Probably not either. (laughs) You know, and I say all the time and and I'll have stylists look at me and I'll say, imagine Paul McCartney bald. Mm -hmm. And they go, (laughs) Oh, you know, well, well, why is that a problem? Why can't he just shave his head and become Mm -hmm. an action star? Because that's not who Paul McCartney is. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So that would be devastating for him. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's understanding the client and not minimizing hair loss for men, especially as well in thinking that, well, they're allowed to go bald. Mm -hmm. Um, I would argue half the men who lose their hair are absolutely devastated by it. 
And I think there is maybe another half that goes, ah, I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to women, I don't know any women who are okay with losing hair. Exactly. Exactly. And that, and it's not just a matter of a thinning hairline or losing hair, but also for some too, it can affect facial features for both men and women as far as eyebrows. And, and so how do you, so with the product um, roots, Yes. How does that affect and are you able to use it on eyebrows? You can. Beard Absolutely. You can use it on eyebrows. Something. Yeah. It's not for lashes, but mm-hmm. it is for eyebrows. Um, and I find it interesting when I talk about eyebrows first, women seem to have a better understanding of the potential for an eyebrow growth than they do because they've 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 seen lash and brow growth in the past Mm -hmm. so there's some understanding that that's possible there a change can be made i also say in my lectures a lot that there seems to be a line on the forehead that below it is a beauty issue Mm -hmm. above it is a crisis (laughs) so they freak out above that line and below Mm -hmm. it they go oh let's be pragmatic let's let's work on that um Like all the time, I joke about the fact that, for example, you go for Botox, Mm -hmm. you go to a party, perhaps, where you have champagne, Mm -hmm. and you literally have a form of botulism injected by needle into your face with your friends, you don't think a thing about it. No. The minute a hair topical is recommended for above that line, because now we're in the crisis zone, we're above Mm -hmm. that forehead line. Yes. Well, what's in it? What's going to happen? It's like, Mm -hmm. first of all, we are not injecting anything into your scalp. No. Okay. (laughs) We're we're not using botulism. Okay. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I'm not making fun of Botox. Botox works and it's valid Mm -hmm. and it's safe. Yeah. But I think it it shows you the education in skincare. Again, the acceptance mm-hmm. of something that if you weren't educated would seem radical, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that would seem radical if that wasn't normalized culturally. Yeah. The idea of using a topical on your scalp like skincare, again, we're talking about degrees of distance. Mm-hmm. Women know to use skincare on their face. Yes. To use something that truly is at its core skincare because it's affecting the scalp and to use something that is not going to be cosmetically nasty in any way. In fact, it's Mm -hmm. going to be actually good. Yes. What would prevent you from doing that if you truly understood that was leading to better hair? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm seeing that normalization process happen. Mm-hmm. And more over time, I think people now are looking for more answers. I think that trichology is on the rise. Now there's more people learning about it, specializing in yes. it, seeing their scalp, you know, and a lot of times, a lot of people have buildup on their scalp or whatever, like you can exfoliate your skin, but nobody thinks about the scalp and right. what styling products you use and how you layer on top and on top and on top. Well, eventually it's going to, you know, build, build up and, um, build up and then create more problems. Or as I say, a lot of times too, it can be hair that's trapped underneath or it could be, but that's the one thing I think out of this talk that the main thing is, is people changing their mindset or how they learn, how they're teaching other people and how, you know, you want to know more answers rather than just saying, uh, I'm going to look at the shelves, everything looks the same and I'll just grab the one that smells the nicest. 
you know, which may not be doing the great stuff or like the best for me, but I like the way it smells in the shower. And, <laughs> you well, know, you know, so another, the, what really way. got me, you know, passionate about this when mm-hmm. I was younger is, you know, when I was, you know, I, I have a full head of hair. I mean, I've worked mm-hmm. hard to keep this. I've never had to have a hair transplant. Yes. Um, science has stayed one step ahead and I love that. Okay. But when I was young and I was scared, really, you know, mm-hmm. I would notice I'd be sitting in a salon and there'd be um, catalogs. There'd be marketing material. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's astounding to me as a man. If I look at marketing material for barber products, how many men do you know with the hairlines that they show in these mm-hmm. cat? The expectation of that product is used on men who have hairlines that start like an inch above their eyebrow. Exactly. I mean, God bless them. Good for them. But I mean, this what weird reality are we living in, in these Mm -hmm. catalogs? And the same thing for women, you look at these hair models and you're just like, wow, they're so blessed. Um, but those products, my whole thing is I want your hair to move in that direction, Mm -hmm. right? The idea behind my brand is I don't want you to sit idly by Mm -hmm. and allow your hair to get worse in this. I also suggest to people with amazing hair, it's like you've been blessed with like a Ferrari, mm-hmm. right? If yes. you own a Ferrari, you're not putting cheap gas in it. No, no. You're taking extreme care of that car because there's insane pride in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been gifted with this amazing thing. And what's so interesting is it is the people who are so genetically gifted with hair. It is those clients when they start to lose it are the ones who are the most upset. Yes. They are the ones, the women who are in tears, literally. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I take that very seriously, but it's because it shows you how much of our identity is in hair, right? And especially if you had great hair and you found your identity in that. Um, To your point earlier, you talked about framing the face, Mm -hmm. right? If you get wrinkles, it is you with experience. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, it's clearly that person, right? Mm-hmm. When you see hair change, and to, to your point about how it frames and all of that, you start to lose yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why it's so emotionally difficult when people start to lose hair. And behind the scenes, you know, the dermatologists who that see the tears and all of that stuff, which is all the more reason from a moral point of view. I think that this education needs to start when we're younger. I don't want you going to that place. I want you protected as much as possible. And the wonderful thing too, is this science is not slowing down. It's speeding up, Mm -hmm. but here's what we know. The better your hair is today, the better future technology will work for you. Okay. Mm, So it's not something you want to wait for the next advancement Mm -hmm. in care. You want to keep your hair as good as possible now so that when that next advancement comes, you're going to be able to benefit from it. And you're going to benefit from it exponentially because your hair is already growing wonderfully. Exactly. And that's a thing that people don't really think about and say, going back, like you said before, the, the Botox party, because it shows that youth is celebrated. You know, everybody's having fun. They have their champagne, you know, right. youth, but, but that's the same. When they start to lose their hair, they lose their identity. 
or if they can't have that same flowing or that's why they add in extensions or they add in um, like that sort of thing. This has been amazing. We have about five minutes left yeah. um, ju just to chat, but I just kind of want to um, hone in a little bit on the roots line and sure, kind of what, it, what it's about and then uh, give a shout out. So if people want to find out kind of more information, where can they find it and yeah. when now would be the best time to start it? <laughs> yes. Well, the idea. Okay. So uh, yes. So roots was designed to be for everybody. And it was designed to throw the kitchen sink at your follicle, to throw the kitchen sink at your scalp, throw the kitchen sink at your hair, all of it. By the way, when I use that that term, I'm suggesting everything that is going to make your hair grow better, stronger in every way. Okay. Um, you know, inflammatory response on the scalp is a huge issue. Okay. We want to chill out your scalp. We want to help with cellular turnover in your scalp. That's something that you hear about in skincare. We want stimulating ingredients on your scalp at all times, mm. but we also want the absolute, the, the base ingredients, the things that are going through your hair to be exceptional. We want the moisture. We want the repair. We want the health. We want all of that. And in the case of topicals, they're not scary. Like we have a topical called de-stress mm. who isn't stressed. I mean, come on. And you know what? It, this it's one of our best sellers. And it really was a bestseller during COVID. And now after COVID, COVID has proven to young people, COVID has been a very interesting thing because it's shown even young people who may not usually express hair loss right away, they're expressing it because mm -hmm. of COVID. And yeah. there's a stress response to that. So again, de-stress is a wonderful way of protecting your follicle as you're going through these normal life things. And it's training people. Mm -hmm. to take that step. It takes 20 yes. seconds, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we have a line of topicals based on your need. We have, um, we have one for extensions. We have one for more post-medical conditions, but we have those that are just to grow hair stronger and better. Um, in the case, um, we have a lotion that just mm -hmm. came out, Founders Formula, which is perfect for eyebrows. It's perfect for spot treatment. See, because when I say spot treatment, I mean, perfectionism, mm -hmm. if you're, if you it, details, right. I mean, in yes. beauty, it's not about, oh, you're this sad person and you have hair loss. Well, what about the person who just isn't completely happy with what's happening to their hairline and it's subtle and only they notice it. Maybe it just requires some spot treating. Mm -hmm. Why would that person wait? So again, these are high end biotech beauty products that are designed for anybody. And, and again, the one thing that I think is a misconception is the better your hair is to start with, the faster you'll see results. Doesn't mean the person who's lost hair is not going to see results, but it means it may take longer. And what are the expectations? Mm -hmm. But it's fun to watch someone who's young grow their hair like a weed. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> right. Uh -huh. And what I love about that is, you know, then you're dealing with a client who maybe is menopausal. That's keeping it real. And, and that's a real thing, right? Yes. Hormonal changes in that woman. And she's shedding going, what's wrong with me? It's a wonderful thing when the stylist can go, you see that receptionist, look how long her hair is. I'm putting you on the same product mm -hmm. because yeah. it removes that stigma. Yes. 
And that's the easiest way too, because a lot of times when, when clients come to the salon, they see the stylist, they like how their hair looks and they're like, oh, I want a color like that. I want my hair like that. I want, so to say, if you show thick, full or your hair to its highest potential, I mean, it's just letting people know now there's products available to get your hair to its highest potential that you never thought was possible sort of thing so this this time it's it's like we need a part two i think <laughs> <laughs> anytime anytime i can talk about this all day because there's more to go but as as we wrap up there's because if you haven't known say about hair loss and and this is a different take because it's really changing your view and as a salon professional it's something that you and your salon should be in now that you should put into your arsenal toolbox to to have for your clients. So I want to say thank you, Brian, for coming today. I'll oh, connect pleasure. with you so we can get you get you back. We'll have to have a longer, we'll have to have a longer, Please, a longer talk because there's so much more to talk about. Um, mm -hmm. And if anybody is interested, we're doing the uh, beauty industry cruise, my and soul, May 7th to 12th. See the great educators in 2023, www.beautyindustrycruises.com. And if uh, where's the best place to go to find out more about Roots? You can go to rootsprofessional.com. And if you look up Roots Professional, you'll also find us in Canada and the UK. And awesome. uh, we are a global brand. Great. Thank you so much. And we'll see everyone next time.